Hi, I'm Mary Michonne. This is Dave Slavinsky. Hi, this is Mike from the Hospice Stop. You're listening to... You are listening to... To your Midwest Garden Podcast. So I pulled Mike into the studio again today. Dragged me in. Don't say pulled. No, the cat drags you in. She's right here at my feet right now. All right. Mike's got a cat girlfriend here at the studio. Anyway, you know, I was listening to the bee talk, and I wanted to do a little bit of follow-up because there was was a lot of information spit out in a quick, well, I won't say quick. It was almost an hour episode, but... Mentally, as I was listening, I was just like, whoa, what? You know, so I thought maybe Mike and I could recap, do a little quick show here, just on like, hey, this is the highlights. And not only the highlights, but I've been reading that um, the guide, the Ohio Guide for Bees and Wasps that Gary mentioned. And I found out a couple more interesting little tidbits that our listeners may be interested in. So, so we're, let's, can I, can I interject lightly on this though? Oh yeah, it is. Lightly. lightly. It it is a co-host type of show. Yeah, but no, but I just wanted to let you know that I got a lot of response from it and it's not through, uh, well, we got a little bit on our website, but I got some on our Facebook page and I had to answer them and I did not know really how to answer. So I had to refer back to Gary and Gary sent me some information. Did he send it to you as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. So basically, he was basically what you as a listener can do at home to help with the bees and not only bees, but wasps, because the more I read into the pamphlet, the more wasps matter. Each one of these matters. I mean, you know, the bees aren't just the ones that are collecting the pollen. Right. The hornets and the wasps. And you read something to me that I had no idea. Yeah. Catch this. Catch this, everybody. That. Certain plants, like some Ohio milkweeds, they require a stronger insect, uh, like butterflies or big ass. You can use ass, big ass bumblebees, those big or large wasps (laughs) to actually dislodge the pollen pocket, which is called a polarium. So that you need the little honeybees can't dislodge this one, so they need a big guy to come in and go take it out, and then as as that bee or wasp is flying to deposit that somewhere, it, it like, transforms. It dries up. You know, it needs... So There's there, a symbiotic relationship going on here? Yeah, you know, we all know birds and bees type of thing Literally. going there. Yes, but as you're flying and you've got pollen all over you and you got this big one... I, I'm and, taking it, I'm the bee. Yes. All right, or the wasp. Yes, and you're all flying right. and then you pick up that polarium and it's changing so your flight pattern has got to change aeronautically yeah because i get a heavy i got a heavy ass polarium on my feet right now and i instead of going like thirty-two thousand feet i'm at like two feet above ground yes and it's changing shape it's drying out so that changes i mean I mean, wow, I'm digging deep if I'm talking aerodynamics of a bee or a wasp. Well, bumblebee's not supposed to be able to fly, period. (laughs) So, 
But yeah, I think that's cool that that happens. And, oh, no, so and what it kind takes, of, what, it takes is this a, a big wasp guy. or a bee? I mean, is this a big one? Uh, yeah, a bumblebee or a wasp or a big butterfly can only do these. Okay, and they're gonna. And this is in a large leafed milkweed, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got that pollen sack in there that that yep. you called a polarium. Po- pollen pack is called a polarium. And that wasp or hornet comes in, or a large bee, but you, you know, and see. only he can dislodge it. That's the big thing. Only yeah, he can dislodge it from the flower. And so he takes it to another flower. Yeah, you know, and it changes shape as, and then when he lands, the pollination happens. But it, just the fact that you need a big bee to take this thing out. And, oh, wait a minute. You uh, called it a bee. Is it a bee or a wasp or a, a hornet? A bumblebee? Do you listen to this show at all? I uh, have an attention deficit disorder. A, a bumblebee, a large wasp, or a large butterfly. Can okay, do. any of those can any do those it large from the milkweed. Yeah. But the honeybee can't do it. No, the honeybee can't do it. Okay. And then did you also know while we're talking about this and pollinization and the honeybee, th- they all have different tongue sizes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, well, no, but so uh, okay, short no. tongue sweet bees, uh, they just adapt to different flower and pollen types so, or that they can go in and grab. So they're, they're, they're tolerant or they're, they're attracted strictly to different types of, of or specific types of flowers. Flowers that they know that they can extract because they have a big tongue or a little tongue. Okay. So um, I thought that was cool, yeah. but, but I just thought it was cool. About, I, I about think the it's really guy. super cool. I mean, I knew that each and every one of these things from Gary, not because I'm, I'm well-versed in knowledge on any of this, that... Every one of these, the bee, the wasp, the hornet, they're all pollinators. And I thought it was just the bee. So you just talked about one aspect of pollination. Um, I mean, this is all a unique feature of Mother Nature. Is this something that's been designed to do this, or is it something? So you're telling me that there's intelligent design here. Maybe, or one that's been modified over hundreds of years. Now, and I know this will key your interest, and I kept this one quiet. Okay. And maybe we can get Mary to talk about this a little bit. Maybe she knows something about this. Um, bee venom therapy is a treatment. It's a, so we're all talking alternative medicine by actual healthcare establishments. Is this Use, Botox? No, no. This is Hymen O. I can't. H- Spell it. Let them come. H-Y-M-E-N-O-P-T-E-R-A. I'm an Aptera. I'm an Aptera. Okay. I'm an Aptera. So it says many patients swear by bee venom therapy for various illness, especially of the joints. You're kidding. Yes. You are kidding? No, no. They're serious. They're serious this, about this. So, I mean, now has this been, why isn't, well, because. Because. You know, it's not healthcare standard. establishments are. Uh, well, we're, we're not going to ask you guys it. to do this at home, and I, I'm sure that they found that this this venom is good for and, and well, most venom is a inflammatory. That's how you got your lip to be looking like you know a flat tire on a <laughs> Mack truck, but um, I well, can't. It, it, yeah, it's just another it's just another reason for people to go out on their own and Google this. I'm just hitting ideas that other people can jump on and that's that's their interest and go from there. Okay. So but this is also an educational piece. It's saying 
you can live with these guys and gals. Well, these are mostly what drones, but they say, Gary told me, and I'm still getting a little, no, the drones are the lazy guys doing nothing. They're doing nothing. They're yeah, just the being, work. they're the ones that are catering to the queen. All right. So the, the, the bee, the, the honey bee is the female and she's out there working her butt off to make sure that the queen and the drones are all taken care of. Correct. Yeah. That's what I got. Okay. That's the only thing that now, but then when the scary part comes in, when you're dealing with hornets and there's a, what do they call it? The bold face liar hornet or white, whatever. It was a big one, a white face, something hornet. Yeah. And yeah. then there's other hornets, there's yellow jackets and things like that, that they go out and they're only going to attack you when you attack them or when they feel that they're being attacked. Right. And so when you got your lip exploded, you were on the Budweiser bottle and he was there first. And that's how he got you? Uh, it wasn't Budweiser, but yes. Okay. Then, but, but, but go ahead, finish up. I'm going to finish up because you're telling me that this venom that made your, you ouchies all get out is supposed to be something that can be uh, uh, remedial? Yes. Don't do this at home, folks, please. But I mean, if there's any, I want to look more up into this. Well, that's just why I bring this up. You can all yeah. get, your, I, get your keyboards out and start Googling bee venom therapy. It's bee venom therapy. It's yeah. not hornet wasp venom therapy. And basically, I mean, this is going to be a short one. We could go forever and ever on this, these topics in itself. But the, the, the fact that right now, this time of year, the hornets are going crazy. The bees, I don't see. Are you seeing a lot of the honeybees out there right now? From what I understand, they're going home. They're getting yeah, ready to no, lock the doors no up. honeybees, mostly yellow jackets, angry yellow jackets. Yes, and what Gary had stated was... That if they die off, do not do anything to try. If you know where the nest is, wait until after the killing freeze. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people posting on all the garden sites about this. What do I do? And, and a lot of people are smartly responding by like, wait, just wait a month. And then you can knock it down because all the bees will be gone, if not dead. Yeah, you don't want to trap them into your house either. If you right. see them going into the siding... Don't do anything to it until we have that freeze. And if you want to, if it's a noticeable crack that you can either caulk or fill, do so. Because those hornets are not going to survive the winter. And speaking, not necessarily hornets, but wasp, I have one more fun fact for you. And if, if Aaron from Iowa State is listening, we were talking about their, uh, uh, Iowa's uh, having the emerald ash borer issue. And... Wouldn't you know, kind of like the cicada taking care of stuff around here. Well, what does the cicada do? It cicada kills killing cicada. wasps. Yeah. She basically stings it. You hear it go, but it stays alive. And right. She takes it down to the burrow. Mm -hmm. She lays her eggs in it, and it's alive. And then, the, okay. So the smoky winged beetle bandit wasp. Say that five times. Smoky winged beetle bandit wasp? Yeah. It has, uh, according to this, it has been employed in some areas as an agent for detecting the emerald ash borer. Now, what do they mean by detecting? Uh, it's, uh, that's all I know. You get, get on your typewriter and start Googling. But they can, they, let's assume that, you know, that these, whatever this beetle battle, Bailey wasp. Beetle does, bandit wasp. Yeah. And it goes and gets the, gets the uh, uh, emerald, emerald ash, ash borer. borer. Yeah. Does the same thing like a cicada killer does? She I imagine. Stings it, lays its egg in. Well, I'll be darned. Now, that's a cultural method of control. Yeah. So, hey. So other people can do some homework. Iowa State, pay attention. We're discovering things here. Yes. Thanks. Now, 
being so, that we said that, being that you've brought all this up, and being that we, you know, we were basically kind of carrying over with what Gary Lovell had brought to our attention. I'd like to have more next season, but this is just basically a follow-up. Don't panic when you see him. A hornet's wasps, you won't see too many of the bees, but don't do anything to their habitat right away. Wait till after the killing freeze. And then uh, a couple final notes from Gary real quick here. Um, I did post on the social media pictures. He had talked about drilling um, holes into the wood yeah. as uh, housing for bees, for bees yeah. and all that. Solitary bees. There are a couple manufactured products with uh, the holes, almost like, I want to say like, Hollowed out dowel rods, just small tubes uh, in the shape of a house. They look like pipe was, filters. Yeah, there's a bunch of them in there. So yeah. uh, I threw that picture up and showed a, a homemade one versus a store-bought one, um, you know, for housing your your local friendly flying. So people. now you're not going to panic anymore when you see them. I mean, you no, look I like a scared panic. little person running, going, ah, you, you know, but that was that was okay. You know, we understand that. So Gary says, aside for everybody to help your bees and your wasps, aside from putting up bee houses, you don't disturb the debris over the winter. You know, all this stuff in your yard that you didn't get raked up, which is probably a good thing because it's now home. Well, yeah, but, you know, you don't leave it in the middle of the yard. You leave it in the bed. You're right. And this Uh, basically insulates and it protects well, for instance, the bumblebee. She burrows down into the ground and goes dormant. But you're protecting it with those leaves with the, you know. Right, right. It, just clean it up next year, but basically be genteel with it. Yes. In other words, don't take and a then, blower and go ahead and... And then make sure you do a little caulking around the house to fill any holes or gas, gaps that uh, those nasty yellow jackets might like to... Uh, yeah, build and, an apartment in. And usually they're dormant when they're at nighttime. So make sure you don't have any light. Do anything that you're going to be doing early evening or evening. Make sure that you have enough light directed on it. But in the meantime, leave well enough alone. Each one of these are friendly for our gardens and yards. So that's just a quick wrap up on talking bees. Because we just we just start digging in even further and we're like oh man I, I found this out and i found this out so mike and i thought we'd just come in and do a recap and it, we're gonna find more out so you know happy bee hunting and enjoy them and remember don't be freaky afraid of them unless you know you just don't like needles like me <laughs> all right everybody uh that's it for this we'll uh, catch you next time see you later